Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming up on today's news, a new WWE spooky character has been teased. We've got a major match for All In. A top AEW star has been critical of the booking. And the next NXT premium live event has been announced. I'm Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. And I'm Phil Chambers, also from What Culture. And this is the news. Yeah, so the first story here, right, okay, the second one's probably a bit bigger. And the third one is as well. This might actually be a complete load of bollocks, but bear <laughs> with me. It's a lot more fun, this one. Yeah, it's a lot more th- uh, thumb as well, because <laughs> it's going to be a good thumbnail, I think. Right, so bear with me while I get... Get the Reddit post. Okay, I've absolutely popped them here. So, on Reddit, someone, that someone being Sister Firefly, has uploaded a post named What's with the Random Skull Easter Eggs all over Raw and SmackDown recently? And then um, uploaded a collage of pictures of the skulls in question. One of which is... um, in the background of a shot where Logan Paul is making his entrance through the backstage area and into the ring. You might remember on Raw that Becky Lynch screamed about her victory boastfully in front of a skull, Hamlet style. And there's another picture with what I believe is Damien Priest, as you can tell by the dark purple-blue lighting with a skull in the background now. What's happened here? Did they decide to do a Hamlet bit with Becky Lynch and then just leave the prop skull lying around backstage, okay? And it just happened to be in sight. Or is this Bray Wyatt? <laughs> or is it something new? Or is it something new? Is it some, yeah. Look, this is a bit... Talk. This is a facetious... <laughs> Shut up, man. This is a facetious <laughs> post. There is some important news and some big stuff that have might have huge implications, actually, uh, to cover imminently. Um, but realistically, okay, when Bray Wyatt made his... Last second to last return, I believe he's, he's done quite a few. Um, in 2019, we saw a lot of puppets that were um, the same ones from the Firefly Funhouse vignettes that they cropped up backstage. Though so this is a theme, if you like, of Bray Wyatt's sort of oeuvre. So maybe this is connected with Bray Wyatt. Maybe a prop was just lying around and we're doing clickbait on it. Okay? <laughs> Who it's knows? up for you to decide. It's up Let for us you. know down in the comments. Maybe it's a Triple H return. Someone on Reddit, right? <laughs> Someone on Reddit um, did say on Squared Circle, like everyone's like, what's with the skull? What is with the skull? And then the best reply, in my opinion, on that thread is, I think Triple H just wants people to know that he's still in charge. <laughs> he <laughs> does love brand. skulls. Maybe is he it, loves skulls too much, if anything. Maybe. Is it Baron Corbin that has the uh, crystal skull collection? Am I right in thinking that? Or have I, I just don't completely know. made something up? I'm sure he's got a thing about skulls. 
I might have just made that up. Who but knows? he's doing different stuff on NXT, the optics of which aren't great, but I'd like to think <laughs> that is an accident. So yeah, sound off. Is there a spooky character debuting? Is Bray Wyatt going to come back? Do you want him to come back? Can it go any differently? Sound off, because if this is anything, and I'm not convinced it is, it's probably connected with Mr. Bray Wyatt. I'll have to wait and see, but let us know down in the comments what you think. But yeah, moving on to an actual story with actual <laughs> sources. Uh, Fightful Select have come through with a match uh, that's going to happen at All In. Now, they are saying that according to New Japan sources, uh, the plan relayed to them in July for the Will Ospreay match at uh, AW All In is going to be Osprey versus Chris Jericho and that somehow Don Callis is going to be factored into the equation. Now obviously they've started doing stuff with Don mm. Callis and uh, Jericho on Dynamite but that's more with the like Takeshita thing and yes. how they get like Don Callis to the Osprey thing is yet to be seen I guess um, but as a match to be set up for All In like Osprey versus Jericho wasn't on my list for some reason but it's a really interesting one. It's a really interesting one it wasn't on my list either. Um, yeah this is interesting in quite a few ways. They are weaving this tale and this intricate mystery of whether Chris Jericho is going to align with Don Callis and this family, which I suspect and have been led to believe is a new full, fully-fledged um, stable that is going to debut incrementally over the coming weeks. Now, what's interesting about this is that if Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay is in fact set for um, All In and Fightful Select always come through the scoops, yep. I have absolutely no reason to um, doubt that or be suspicious of it. Where does that put Callis and Jericho? Because as we saw at Forbidden Door and in more than one backstage segment across Dynamite in several months leading to Forbidden Door, a Callis um, Osprey um, alignment had also been teased. So I don't know how they're going to arrive at that match. Maybe Chris Jericho is not going to align with Don Callis over, uh, after all, um, which I don't know where that puts Omega Takeshita. Tony Khan likes to do his sort of intricate spiderweb booking, so we'll have to let that one play out. As for my um, impulse thoughts on the quality of the match, they were cynical, uh, funnily enough. It's very Chris Jericho. <laughs> it's very, very Chris Jericho. As much as I honestly am more of a supporter of the guy than most people in 2023, it's very Chris Jericho to go to Wembley Stadium with a prospective 80,000 paid and go, well, I'm going to work the British guy Obviously. who's going to get the reaction and who also happens to be um, widely um, received as one of the most acclaimed wrestlers of all time. It's very Chris Jericho, but I think the match will be absolutely superb. We know that um, Will Ospreay, if you're not a bad faith actor anyway, we know that Will Ospreay is an absolutely sensational, outstanding worker who um, is very diverse, it was proven over the last um, several years, not just this year and last, to be able to slow it down, to work a way more physical, snug uh, style, to be able to really master um, babyface selling, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, just watch the Wrestle Kingdom match with Kenny Omega from earlier this year. So I don't see it being a styles clash, even though one... Um, performer is way more athletically sort of in tune than the other, shall we, we say. do also get the Judas Effect versus the Hidden Blade, which is... Well, one's way better than the other. <laughs> It's all about the timing, not necessarily the execution. Let's be a little bit nice. <laughs> Way to blow one person yeah, yeah, completely yeah, yeah. out of the water. Oh, Jesus Christ, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> uh, third story today, and this is quite... Um, this might have big implications. Maybe it won't, and maybe after four years, nothing will actually happen. But Ibu of Wrestle Purists, an absolutely wonderful and beautiful man. That is just my um, opinion on the matter. Um, tweeted the following yesterday. Let me just bring this up very, very quickly. Now, Ibu tweeted about uh, 
Well, yesterday, there or thereabouts. Uh, kind of feels, this is in their response to Patrick Eero Rez. Uh, kind of feels like the outcast story was a big waste of time. Obviously, there's no controlling the hate or injury, but we didn't get blood and guts out of it. If the whole and uh, the whole surrounding division paused, and it feels very little was accomplished broadly in the first half of the year. Now, Soraya has liked this. I should know two things. Just to cover what backs. One, finger might have slipped. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Finger might have just been scrolling, accidentally pressed it, carried on scrolling, never even known about Indeed. it. Indeed. And in the tweet liked underneath that one, um, it was a response to her airport story about how a WWE fan walked up to her and said I was a huge fan of Paige, not necessarily Soraya. She went, thanks, airport fan. And then um, she said, well, why don't you watch AEW? Um, and the guy just said, won't. Just won't. WWE better. Triple H liked that one, interestingly enough, as well, but that's all very incidental. So, in response to that tweet from Soraya, someone said, everyone should watch AEW, it's great, and you're killing it there. So, maybe it's not as sort of um, conspiratorial as we think, or maybe she does have mixed feelings about her tenure in AEW this far. Um, if I'm going to add an editorial comment, I'll do it after you, Phil, because that's a format. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Um, there is, yeah, I mean, you can read into this so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, it could just be her putting a little bit of frustration out there as just in the form of a like, just to, just to let people know that like she's not completely happy with how this has gone. Um, or it could just be a complete accident, or it could just be a massive F.U. to the booking. It could yeah. go in many different ways. And let us know in the comments which way you think this is going. But objectively, in my opinion, the booking for the women's division could be a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and the whole fact that this sort of faction war did very much seem to be building towards some kind of blood and guts style match or some kind of at least big blow off team based match yeah. that has never really happened and seems to be fizzling out uh, is a bit of a shame to be honest because it put so much effort and time into this and to not have a proper payoff for it or a big blow off or a moment on the mm. women's division that could stand out going look this is the new way of doing things we can have all these different storylines going on with this big culmination is yeah it's a bit of a shame it is I would argue as well that if we are being a little bit impatient okay and in fact Jamie Hayter is set to return imminently or not too far off and you know Tyre Valkyrie is kind of teased in recent weeks is going to join the outcasts and they eventually do this and it was only delayed because of the hater injury even if that is the case I still think what has happened when hater got injured um, doesn't justify the extent to which all of this is stagnated doesn't justify the fact that there's only one um, women's match on Dynamite or Collision every single week nor does it justify the fact that this whole thing is dominated um, um, storylines and just been a really repetitive loop why haven't the outcasts if they in fact have a manager's license why hasn't that been revoked and the answer to that question is because they just like to do the same things because from my perspective anyway from the outside looking in they do not like to put too much effort into this thing at all um, Shida just not caring about the outcasts anymore she was heavily well not she was lightly involved or she was um you know, set to be involved. They shot various angles in which she was aligned with um, Dr. Britt Baker and now she's just stopped caring and now she's having matches with Nyla Rose on Rampage. It's absolutely, I would say the word for AEW's women's division and the approach to it in one word, I think it's unforgivable. Yeah, fair. Just little things like um, uh, Blue Sky and Tyre Valkyrie. Tyre Valkyrie beating her. And then Tyre Valkyrie just going on to lose to Britt Baker like the next week. It's like, well, what's the point? <laughs> if you look at Tyre Valkyrie's entire run, if you want to talk about 50-50 booking, AEW was almost perfected it this year. She lost matches to um, 
Jade Cargill twice. Then she lost the opportunity to contend um, for the TBS title when Statlander held it. Then she got beat off Shida. Then she won a 24-second squash against Insert Enhancement Talent. That was apparently enough to propel her to a world title match, which is more than the lesser TBS title at Battle of the Belt. Oh, it was in Canada. I don't care. They booked that arena months before they decided to build her in that absolutely terrible way. Um, I, it's just a joke. It's an unforgivable joke at this point, and I believe it requires a complete and utter root and branch changeup. There you go. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just you know little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/WhatCulture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/WhatCulture. Um, but moving over to back to WWE, uh, NXT, uh, they've announced their next premium live event. Uh, Shawn Michaels was on a media call yesterday, and they are bringing back an old IP for NXT, like they seem to be liking to do recently, and they are bringing back NXT No Mercy. Uh, so it's going to be at the Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield, California, on September the 30th. Tickets go on sale on August 4th, and they've announced so far Carmelo Hayes, Tiffany Stratton, Bron Breaker, or Brown Breaker, as my notes say, uh, Roxanne. <laughs> Perez and Wesley so far so I'll have to wait and see what they're going to be doing but yeah bringing back old APs again it's an easy way to get engagement I don't begrudge them for it um, NXT look they've been doing alright you know um, they're quietly gaining in the ratings it is you know it's a growth product and considering the wider circumstances in the uh, American TV industry and how many uh, uh, like cable is available in fewer and fewer homes each year. The TV industry, you could argue, might be a little bit catastrophe um, thought process, but it's time. It's not where it was. Um, it's a slow, slow decay. Um, so to be a growth product, 
in that context is genuinely really impressive and I know they've had a helping hand um, from main roster stars but like fine if you're gonna yeah. do that it's, it's working probably obviously should have been doing it for a long time probably should have been yeah it's obviously working um i've got a very i'm charmed by nxt in that it is for me anyway the epitome of so bad it's good like some of the stuff you see on there is so absolutely asinine and yet it's so endearing and then you've got chase you who i love thea hale Dragonoff's absolutely incredible. Tony D'Angelo, like <laughs> I have fun with NXT. It, it, it completely collides with all of my really pedantic, like just dickhead sensibilities that I have, and yet I enjoy it nonetheless. <laughs> A little wrestling palette cleanser. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Long may this success continue, and it really is kind of becoming a thing. There you go. But moving over to your Twitter questions. Uh, the first one I picked mainly just to wind you up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's from Brian Connor. He just says, uh, Hello, gents. Are you more surprised that AEW has seemingly lost its way or that WWE has gained it back with Vince still around? AEW doesn't seem to have any long-term stories while WWE has them everywhere. Well, they do have long-term stories. I just don't think the execution of them is particularly good. It, it, it's Look, I don't get defensive about this sort of thing. I genuinely don't. Um, but I do like to be incredibly... Like, I'm very pedantic. To say that they don't have long-term stories is a ridiculous take. I'm sorry, thank you for your question. It's just the execution of them I find lacking. This MGF and Cole stuff is magic, right? Considering I love Kenny Omega, right? Verging on the parasocial, which you're not allowed to do. Um, I wasn't really that into the BCC versus the Elite program. I thought that the in-ring action was incredible, mostly, but I thought that they used CM Punk's thought process about the Elite. Oh, they're amateurs. This isn't how wrestling's done. They put those words in Brian Danielson's mouth, and I couldn't really take them seriously, and it just felt like a bittersweet compromise of what um, the CM Punk versus Elite feud would have looked like. Um, I thought they got too bogged down by subplots. Like, why are the Dark Order here? Yes, I know they probably got some, you know, residual animosity towards Hangman Page. Explore that afterwards. Let me just have a direct personal grudge feud, and then he can do all the subplots, like, later. I just thought it was unfocused and bittersweet, quite frankly. And yeah, this WWE and AEW thing, um... Like, I started working here professionally in 2016. Um, I thought the biggest paradigm shift I would ever see in my professional career would be the rise of AEW and it competing with WWE, which, because Vince was never going to go away, didn't even go away after he was outed, you know, as a dick. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, well, that's it. I've seen a transformation, which, considering how the 21st century played out, I thought that was inconceivable. This is a bigger paradigm shift. I never <laughs> thought WWE would be back. Like, it was just so bad. Yeah. Look at 2019 WWE and tell me when I'm telling lies. It was atrocious, and now it's really well received. It's just, I'm staggered by it. Absolutely yeah. staggered by it, but they deserve it, to yeah. be honest. I think this would be In a... built market advantage, but they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I think this would also be a very different story if this was now WWE versus, like, 2019, 2020 AEW. Like, yes. Like, AEW were, like, on fire and, like, just killing it with all of their storylines. If that was going up against this WWE, it probably wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't notice the difference, yeah. or the, the, you wouldn't notice the WWE stuff as much because the AEW stuff would yeah. be there as well. And it's only because AEW has dipped so far from that that the WWE stuff is standing out so much Yeah, now. absolutely. I'm not even the biggest fan of this Triple H direction, but objectively, mm. I'm the little loser, like, on the outside of the house, just complaining. Like, the, <laughs> it's massive, and I can absolutely see why they've engaged this audience. Like, this Gunther, Roman Reigns, like, these are a fixed cast 
that you can invest in because they're there every week and they are booked, if nothing else, like really, really strongly, yeah. getting the basics right and getting the um, reward for that. I think the saviour of the Judgment Day is more of a, an achievement than the Bloodline storyline. Because if you think of where the, where the Judgment Day were, it, they were like on the yeah. rocks. This was like a really dodgy-ass storyline. And to turn that around into what it is now. I'm critical of Triple H's booking generally, and I do believe that Paul Heyman, as has been widely reported, his sort of the driving force behind the Bloodline saga. What Triple H did with Ray versus Dominic Mysterio was a promotional masterclass, nothing short of it. Like, I don't think Dominic Mysterio is particularly great mechanically, but to be able to identify that, base his character around that, and then build that ridiculously self-aware soap opera with Ray was a masterstroke, it really was. There you go. Oh, we're moving on to the next question. Uh, Christian's cut off turtleneck on Twitter says, uh, if you had to spend an entire year dressed exclusively in a wrestler's outfits, costumes, gear, who would you choose and why? The deluded part of me who thinks in my heart I still look like I did in 2005 would say Ricky Starks. <laughs> I can't yeah, pull that off. I can't pull that off. So I'm thinking, I think every single person alive looks great in a suit, so let's go with Cody Rhodes. That's not a bad chance, yeah. to be fair. I Everyone looks great in a suit. Everyone looks great at a wedding. I was going to go with uh, 1999 Rock because of his shirt. I reckon you could pull that off. I reckon, I reckon you could probably pull that off more than I could pull that off. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Tully Television on Twitter also says, um, what SummerSlam match, obviously SummerSlam's coming up, so it's vaguely relative, uh, uh, relevant, um, which SummerSlam match will be forever ingrained in your minds as the best ever? I think Bret Hart versus Davey Boy was up there for sure oh. as an instant classic. There's been some absolutely incredible matches, right? Um, the boring answer for me, I would have to go with um, Punk Lesnar. It's just absolutely fabulous. It's absolutely incredible. It's one of those matches where you think it's so exciting that they're hitting the peak and they might have passed it, but the more that CM Punk comes back to fight, that I thought they could have gone for another 20 minutes. Absolutely sensational work. The um, honourable mention, to make something a little bit less obvious, if you go back right and watch Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio, the SummerSlam 2002 opener, like, I'm not stupid enough to say it's any kind of a hidden gem, but like I think Dave went like 3-3 three and three on it. What? It's unbelievable. <laughs> There's like a wheelbarrow suplex in there where you think, all right, he's just been decapitated internally. <laughs> it's yeah. just class. Like, it's one of the, It's the best opener ever because nowadays... The wrestling promoters, wrestling bookers, will put a great long match that happens to open a show. I think that's distinct from an opener, which should be 10 minutes of just absolute all action, great sprint where you think, but I'm fired. Yeah, turn the, the hell crowd up. on yeah. and keep them on for And that is a classic old school opener, the very best in my opinion. Yeah, good shout. Um, I remember being really excited for that match as well when it was happening. Yeah, no, Because <laughs> like, oh, that's something of the sort of clash of styles. It's like, this is a perfect kind of it thing. It was like, if they'd done that in 2001, maybe... It's ridiculous. Yeah. The invasion would have sucked either way. Yeah. But that was the first time they really channeled that energy for me of, oh, them two wrestling each other. Yeah. Amazing. This is what it should have been. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go, in terms of my fandom and ingrained in my memory forever, it'd have to go back to the TLC one. Yeah. Because um, just the time that I was watching, I was yeah. all in with wrestling at that point. Uh, and yeah, that just match was just absolutely spectacular. Blew anything else in terms of those kind of spot fest ladder matches or whatever. And they've been building up to it as well. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. They've been building slowly up to it, but that was like the 
pinnacle of where that sort of triple threat it was wild honestly go. that era especially like the no mercy 99 as well like it fell for the first time the wwf was like truly at the cutting edge like you would buy or i would buy like power slam magazine 1998 and you'd see the explosions and you would look at the, uh, the pictures of ecw and you'd think this is cutting edge stuff i don't even know what it is but i can tell what it is and for that to happen in the wwf of all places i just it blew my mind yeah they were absolutely on top of it uh, and it also kind of gets a little bit forgotten with the TLC at Mania because yeah. that's the one that kind of takes over in everyone's yeah. minds, but that's where it started. Um, so yeah, that is it. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, click on this video here to continue your viewing experience and have yourselves a bloody good day. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.